Subdifuge, One-Handed Games, and The Dandy Cock. This is Staying In. I was, I was in Ikea today and I played the Ikea game. TM, 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 Chris Darby. Yep. TM, TM, R, TM. And we stumbled across an Alex. Ooh. An Alex? Really? An Alex. Hang you on, know, let now, me just double check you know the, the I- description. Yeah, you know the Ikea game, don't you? Yeah, I know the Ikea game, but I didn't know there was an Alex. Do you, do you want to, Chris, do you want to explain the rules of the yeah. uh, Ikea yeah, game certainly. whilst I just get the... Okay. So, so Alex, the rule of the Ikea game is, I mean, going to Ikea itself is a joy and a, and a no. pleasure, as many people know. And I know mm. for a fact that you are in an IKEA catchment zone where you currently are residing in Bristol, which is yeah, very, very fortunate. Yeah. So what you do to play the IKEA game, this goes out to you, listener, as well, is you simply just go to IKEA and you find the product there that best resembles your name. So, for example, we found uh, the example Sam for you is the Samlar, which is I think it was a box with a lid. It was a box with a lid. <laughs> yes. So I found an Alex yep. today. Mm. What was it? And the Alex is described thusly. Are you ready? I am. A draw unit on casters. A draw unit? On What's, casters. What are casters? Wheels. Oh, so portable, small, drawers. Portable storage. Also, your drawer, your drawers stop to prevent drawers from being pulled out too far. Oh, that is a handy... In fact, I wish my IKEA drawers did that because I actually managed to pull the, t- the entire TV down, didn't I? Because I opened the top drawer and it all crashed down. Yeah. So an Alex would have been really helpful. Stupid. An Alex. Deno. The other good thing about an <laughs> Alex is that the 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 Alex can be placed anywhere in a room, anywhere, even yeah. in the middle of a room, you could. because it's finished. Because it's finished on the back. Oh my god! Oh my god, Chris! I just searched your name in the IKEA thing. <laughs> And we, there's a thing called the Chris Pig, and it's spelt K-R-I-S. That's a new one. And I think... That's a new one. And I think by complete coincidence, oh my God, Lisa bought one of these today. <laughs> and we didn't know it. I'm omnipresent. Do you know what it is? No, I don't. It? So it must be a new thing, because that's not what I had last time I played the IKEA game. That's the beauty of this game. Every year there's always something new. Uh, a Chris Pig is a cake carrier. <sighs> Oh, that's awesome. How is it? That's amazing. Uh, the tray, the crisp pig has a dual function. On one side, you're smooth for larger baked <laughs> goods like cakes. And on the other side, you've got ridges for smaller baked goods like muffins. Awesome. Is, there, is there a Dan? Yeah, yes, no, there was. The um, there's a Danker. Dancer. Was there a Sam? Or there's a Danker or a Danholt. How was Alex spelt? Was it EX? Yeah, sorry, it was EX. Oh, all the things, the, like, yeah. they're always spelt slightly weird. I can't believe mm. they haven't got a, an I one. Yeah, or a Y or something. The um, the other interesting thing about uh, IKEA was that, because we've been twice in quite quick succession, because we bought, like, a, a, a TV unit, because we've uh, finally finished off our little extension room, um, the game room. in our house. The game room, yeah. The boys' yeah, room. Yeah. Where, it's, where it's technically called the Pineapple Palace because we've got pineapple wallpaper in there um, and great. pineapple cushions. Um, so um, we were finishing that off and we bought one of those TV units where it's like mix and match doors that you can get for it and lots of little cool quirky stuff. And so when we first bought it, the doors 
that we wanted were, were out of stock so we went there again and it's been because it's been quite quick succession i was able to sort of observe how we kind of interacted with ikea and one interesting thing i noticed was at exactly the same point upon entering the jars and glasses section lisa my girlfriend exactly the same time turned round and said something like oh i hate kids <laughs> oh, these kids are annoying aren't they i think i did the same thing it's at that point now that my mind turns to dan because dan is expectant expecting well, Dan's well, not yeah, Dan is, is he? Well, he is. Surely he is. He's not Arnold Schwarzenegger. Well, he's not expecting in the biblical sense. As right. a couple, he's, uh, I'm, me I'm, and my wife are indeed expecting. Yeah, absolutely. Because yeah. I'm, sure, I'm sure Dan's expecting something to happen. <laughs> like, <laughs> just like, things have been awfully strange over the last nine months. I just, just can't put my finger on it. <laughs> I didn't want to say anything. So, yeah, I've been, I've been thinking about you, Dan, and how, but, how are you going to cope at IKEA? Do you, Dan, do you see, have you started to see the world in a yeah. different light now? Like, do you, like, obviously you've, you've, you've not got the little one at the moment. Like, it's not in the world with us at the moment. But do you, It's not do an you, Amazon package. Well, it's like, He's tracking well, the order, though. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> exactly. Still needs to come exactly. But, like, like do, you, do, you see the, do you see the world around you slightly differently? Like, like ooh, there's no, there's no... I don't know. <laughs> parking nearby the supermarket for the there's no kid. Is there a kids parking zone? No. Kids well, don't yeah. drive. You get, yeah, you do. You get you get mother and you get yeah. parent and child. And like, I'm sure like Dan, da, da, I'd expect like Dan's probably walking around his house looking at the sharp edges on his coffee table and going, oh, gotta sand that. Oh, go. well the coffee table's gotta going. That coffee down. table's going. The coffee table's going. Oh really? Coffee table's going. I will be coffee table less. No. How are you going to hold your coffees? I, I just I don't know. I'm 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 going to just have to give it up. Um, you, uh, to to answer your question child, in a probably. roundabout way, Pete. Uh, I'm <laughs> I'm seeing things in an ever so slightly different way because I'm noticing things that I probably wouldn't have noticed before. So I'm noticing pretty much there's a lot of people around who seem to be having push chairs and prams and having babies and stuff around. So I'm noticing what mm. pe what prams people have and stuff like that because obviously that's something we've done so far is is look and see what kind of pram we're going to get that's quite are a they, big expenditure so are there different kinds of prams are there's there lots like the of different types of prams? prams lots of different brands and makes and looks and all sorts of things but they're all the same right like ultimately ultimately they're all the same in the sense of a child sits in them yeah <laughs> yeah but it's like, like saying all cars are the same yeah but i mean like cars are different because like some of them have got suspension some of them have got well, yeah, they're slightly different. They all you're just literally, the same kind of you're thing. literally saying the exact same, exact same thing could be attributed to a pram. Prams have so suspension. Cars have. What about like? Do any of them? It doesn't have gears. Do any of them drive themselves? None of them. None oh, of them drive. drive. <laughs> <laughs> See, what? if this is if this is anyone else, I'd be like, you're just making a joke. But with Pete, I never quite know. No, he no. has no idea. This is no the guy idea. who once said to me, like years ago when you have a child if I'm talking to the child by what name do I refer to you <laughs> as in as in how would you if he's talking to my child how would he refer to me kind of in the yeah. third person yeah I've got this image of Pete talking to a 
like a two-year-old saying, "Can you go, please, get Dan for me?" I also love. I yeah. also, I also oh, love within I'm that. that I also love within that that Dan's not going to let you anywhere near his child until it's two years old. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. He but, needs to prepare yeah, himself. They, no, but I was thinking like you can get like electric push bikes now. You can get. Um, yeah, but you're still attached to the push bike though. You don't just push it so, away from you and send it home. No, but you can get. Yeah, but you can like they're motorized. Can you get like motorized? Um, how hang on? Do you mean how like power assisted? Do you think infants are? I think I think he means power assisted. So therefore, yeah. you have to do less work. Yeah, like a power assisted wheelchair. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, but uh, yeah, but a baby isn't able to control a wheelchair. No, that's yeah, no, why, but no. some so so uh, so some elderly people aren't able to control a wheelchair. But some people, exactly. some someone still has to push them. But you get like electric assisted ones so that when you're going up a hill like the electric motor kicks in it's just like pushing them on flat it also, is that, it really is, is that okay. what you mean okay yeah but it doesn't as far but, as like, I'm it aware. doesn't it doesn't it doesn't matter that like the kid can't the kid can't control the the, the wheelchair like if it's self-driving it will be fine it's all about not self-driving what the, my god the, we're not really he has this image of the pushchair going down the road me behind it with some kind of controller yeah. Just like a <laughs> PS4 controller pushing oh, Dan, up on Dan, the thumbsticks. Dan. Dan, you joke, but I have seen that. Yeah. I have seen I went running once <laughs> oh, and on my once. road and the, and the, and part there's like part of my where I live, which is there's there's quite an affluent area, and I was running down it because you know it's nice to dream. And um <laughs> and there was a child in what can only be described as an identical replica in everything except size of this Bugatti Veyron <laughs> car and they were sitting in it and behind was their parents just controlling it down the street That's just amazing. like with a little, little remote control just driving their kid around That's this with brilliant. this little Bugatti yeah okay Pete that's not a pram are you getting <laughs> just so you know okay that's a toy so you're not getting one so what are the differences in prams then well, in this, as I say, in the same way with cars, it's different styles, different colours, different designs, different, different features, different brands, lots we'll of different that. things. Different. When I was very, very small, obviously small enough to go into a pram, they had a really kind of shitty one given to them secondhand. And mum was always like, we're going to get another one because this one just looks awful. They bought a very expensive one that I'm sure you're buying and I would not get in it. I just wanted the shitty old one. So it's not always about the most expensive one. I know it has to be safe, but it, don't worry too much about the expense. Because it's like a cat that you buy a cat toy for, and then they want the box that it came in. Yeah. Just get a box. Just get a box with some little <laughs> wheels. Okay, okay. So your, 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 your advice to me, let me see, your, your official advice to me, okay, is don't get a pram. Minus the box. Just get a cardboard box. <laughs> Dan, and Dan. put the baby in that. I reckon you and could. Dan, I reckon you could rock Don't worry the about the expense. <laughs> oh, is that the swaddling? I like, like that. The, I said if, the, I ever, if I ever had a kid, I'd, 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 I'd put them in like a papoose. I like that. When we were when we were walking what? the other day, there was a woman doing the same walk that we were doing, with a child in. Um, a papoose is that is that am i thinking of the same thing you are like swaddled up against a chair yes. 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 papoose a little swaddle thing it's oh, like it's like um yeah you get like they you wrap them around you like and then you hold them to, and basically the point is it's that, like yeah, skin to skin contact isn't yeah, it yes like skin to skin contact so it's meant to like improve the bond between uh between child and, and parents but you've really got to get good quality nappies 
It might warm you up on that long walk. God. Heavy cloud. Why do you want one, Dan? It just sounds horrible. Yeah, don't get a papoose. <laughs> they think we don't get a, a, get a baby. <laughs> sounds horrible. I'm... I think Pete's more worried about what you're going to do with your coffee than anything he wants yeah. to know about his child. Yeah. When, he, when he comes around, when he comes around in two years, when your child is just coming allowed? up to being two, yeah. he's more worried about where am I going to put my drink? Yeah, exactly, like, exactly. No, what, the situa- what, what am I going to call you? What am I going to call you? And where am I going to put my drink? The answer, just in case he forgets. The, the situation. <laughs> just Go the and word, tell Dad. coffee to get. I mean, Dad. <laughs> The situation, yeah, exactly. The situation will be as follows. I'll be sat there holding a hot cup of coffee, thinking, and a picture where of should me. I put this? And I will turn to you <laughs> and I will say, Dan, oh, I mean, should I? Uh... I mean, father, papa. Like, what, what, like, but that's the thing. Would I call you, like, would I refer to you to, to when the child is around? Uh, was I say, where's your, like, what's your daddy up to? Yeah. Would yeah. I say, oh, where's daddy? Kid, you say, where's daddy? If you're talking to Dan, you just say, Dan. Don't yeah, but what Pete, 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 please, please don't say... start calling me daddy to my <laughs> face. <laughs> yeah, but that is going to creep me out. Whenever in conversation, how often do you say somebody's name? You say you say their name fairly often. No, you don't. No, you, not when you're in the room. No, you but, don't say someone's name. You don't thing, go, right? Dan. I would like to. What is the Dan. yeah? But what is the logic behind saying? To a to a child like oh where's daddy gone right it's because you don't want to use you don't want to use daddy's first name well they don't know right? daddy's first name no absolutely so you can say oh where's where's daddy gone out the room and then daddy walks in through the doors mm-hmm. and you start referring for referring to them as dad no, that child go, is going to be so dad. confused go, about well, dad. Who, who's dad, dad? you dad. go there he is can you promise can you promise me something Dan if it's a boy can you call it Dan. <laughs> 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 Just a mess. Pete would just melt. Just a really. Uh, have you thought of names? Uh, individually, we have thought of names. We have not yet discussed them. You're not agreeing on one Dan. yet. Well, we don't. Oh we don't God. know what we're having Can yet you... in terms of a boy okay, or a girl. Good tactic, so. Dan. Pick a piece of furniture you like. Look what. <laughs> <laughs> Which one's the best bit of furniture? But then yeah, it will be Dan, in Dan, right. stock. Let, let's do the test now. Let's. Do, right, I'm going to IKEA.com. And um, if you're at liberty to share, um, well, considering I have yet uh, to yet to discuss this with my wife, I'm not sure yeah, I should this, discuss it with yeah. okay, the Sam, millions Sam. and millions of listeners we obviously have. Sam, I've got yeah, a perfect yeah. suggestion. <laughs> Sam, go onto IKEA okay. and search for a coffee table. So then it's kind of like an exchange. Yeah. Oh my God. Yes. So exactly, right, yeah. we can we'll find the name of your child yeah. so because obviously it's one in one out or middle name yeah. potentially. So, That's not you know. Middle name. Yes, my child will have a Swedish middle name. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh, this will be. Oh, awesome. I've got a Swedish Coffee first tables. name. Coffee tables. Your first name is um, Swedish. I know oh it's obviously spelled somebody's... weird, but didn't realise it was there we go. Of Swedish descent. God. Do you want? We got. There's too many. We've got to refine this. Okay. Um, do you have a price point? <laughs> Do... What for my child's <laughs> name? <laughs> Um, no, yeah, coffee. so if you had to buy yeah. a name for your child, yeah, you're replacing the coffee. How what's much the would you be willing what's the to spend? Of your coffee table. It's from five pounds up to two hundred pounds. Yeah, like, I need a bracket. All right, g- 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 give me, give me a hundred to hundred and fifty. Yeah, that's about right. right. Okay, here we go. Just searching, just searching. Table, here we it? go. Here we go. Here we go. Right, you, Freddie. Oh no, that's more of a workstation. Sorry, no, no hang on. No. Yeah, I'm not looking for a workstation name. Right. Okay. So here we go. This one. The good things about this one is it's practical, 
with space underneath the tabletop. Nice. Who doesn't want a child like that? Well, it has also has a separate shelf for magazines. Oh, and that's perfect. It's a Leotorp. Leo, 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 what a Leo great f- name. There we go. Leo well, right, Frost. Settled. Done. Okay. There we go. Done. Done. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what made you, what made you I don't know what you've been worried about, uh, Leo. Well, there's a coffee table in Ikea. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? Can you imagine, like, talking to your child when they're across, at the age of, like, 18, and you're like, you know what? We na- You know why we named you the way we named you? And just pointing at the coffee table in the room. We named you after that. We've immaculately smooth corners. <laughs> Do you know and my sister's things. my sister my sister's named after a hamster. <laughs> what? That what? can't be true. No, that no, no. My parents true. my my sister's called Holly. Um and um my parents, like, before we were born they had a hamster called Holly. And like it's almost like we it was they've never Does said that, that it was named never, after like, the hamster. But are you sure the hamster? they didn't just like the name Holly? Yeah. It's kind of the same though, isn't it? Or is no, she the no, no. Planet? Naming hamster. something after a hamster is not the same as liking a name. Well, we're still not okay. sure. They've never, they've never confirmed or denied that fact. My sister's always believed but that she's named it, after a hamster. Was she always like compared to Holly? Like, Holly used to listen to what I said. <laughs> <laughs> like forever, just like compared to this stuff fucking is, hamster. Stuff's a mouthful of cake. Oh, Holly used to do that as well. <laughs> oh, your sister. So, did they go to her bedroom and there are little piles of food in the corners and stuff like that? Yeah. Well, that they she just stored. There is like a there was like a giant water bottle outside the house that just poked in for a window. <laughs> you sit there like nim, 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 nim. Mm. <laughs> a quick fact about dads. Yeah. From forty eight interesting facts about dads. Okay. Some of these are pretty, some of these are pretty morose, but I can tell you, okay, Dad. Okay, don't Dan. give me a morose. <laughs> okay. Um, oh, you won't want the one about that then, or that. Okay, so over over eighty seven million cards are sent each year on Father's Day, making it the fourth most popular day for sending cards. That You'll probably get one from Pete next year. God. Just Dan, Dad. I mean, Dad. <laughs> whoever you are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just like Dan, scratch that out. Dad, scratch that out. Uh, Frosty, scratch that <laughs> out. Uh, if, if son is or daughter is reading this, Dad, and it just ends up with like, "Hi, you." Hey, you. Oh, that, that's like the time I got a, I got a birthday card from my dad, and obviously what had happened is my mum had obviously put the card in front of him at some point, and my dad, my dad like blindly signed signed it. Not realising it was my birthday card. So when I opened it up, it read, To Sam, happy birthday. Love mum and Mick, brackets, dad. (laughs) 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 Well, I spent two days with Sam, essentially. Um, Well, it was actually, no, it was an evening. We We played like a whole afternoon of games on Saturday nice. you just basically had like a whole load of games and brought to you that you've purchased or were given and yeah we just sat around and played those really it was great mm. so what did we play uh, we played uh, Patchwork oh yeah it's a nice like two player game it's actually got oh, a lot of depth like, to it was that that game with the little uh, button we played K2 
which I introduced uh, Lisa to this afternoon and she really, really enjoyed it. So um, that's fantastic. Um, what else do we play? We prototyped a secret, secret game that we're not allowed to oh, talk yeah. about. Uh, but that was interesting. Like prototyping is a really um, interesting thing to do with a board game because mm-hmm. obviously when you get the game stuff, when you get the game through and you're testing it, and I think we've all done a little bit of this. Um, the people who are the, the company who are prototyping it are looking for one thing, but you can't stop yourself from suggesting other things right. that would make that you think would make the game better or work better. <laughs> and it's a bit difficult when they're just like, yeah, but we really just want you to test the balance between these two elements of the game, or we want you to test how it works with three or four players. Yeah. Um, because you're not sure about what how like far along the process of the, the the game is in sort of production design. So yeah, so we did some prototyping and and, and that was interesting, you know, because you you do generally play a game slightly differently with a bit more of a critical eye. Oh yeah. Um, and then we played Oh My Goods. Oh yeah. Oh My Goods, which is one of those games that you see everywhere in board game shops and Forbidden Planets. That's reasonably priced at about eight quid tenner max and you wonder whether it's any worthwhile picking up and playing and i think we can both say that it is Chris. Yeah. it's actually a really if you're looking for a good two player up to four player light resource management game um and you're and you like games such as Catan, then um then i heartily recommend it it's better than the Catan two-player game that's for sure cool. um cool. but the rules book is one of the worst rules books i've ever encountered oh my word it's awful um, we had to actually I watch the, the youtube we actually we watched rado's walkthrough of it just to understand what was going we, on it was the the rule book is practically terrible <laughs> and then and then uh we we finished off the evening uh with another a, a couple of months of pandemic legacy which we've got two months left now yeah, Chris? two months we're on november next time mm. we play are things heating up it's getting to the point now where um, it, Pandemic Legacy is getting to the point where it's we're getting so close to the end of the game where it's really starting to stress me out. <laughs> I don't know whether that's a positive experience <laughs> of it, it because I don't want stressful. to. <laughs> yeah, and and it's kind of like we didn't we got really close to losing our first month um, at the weekend and we didn't really complete one of the objectives that we were going out to do but still won the month and i can't like kind of haven't stopped thinking about it for the entire weekend right. <laughs> so. i did it since i walked away but yeah <laughs> <laughs> but i think the, i think the thing that annoyed you sam was actually as you told me the day after you found while you're um in your kitchen tidying up later that one of the cards that would have been a great boon for us like an upgrade um was on the floor it had fallen onto the floor oh, and we didn't no. see it yeah basically oh. um yeah so but the great thing about pandemic legacy is it you know it is a perfectly balanced game we have got another opportunity to go for that objective and give ourselves the upgrades that we need to actually do it so um i'm you know kind of it'll be all right and one of the things i've heard from other people who've become dads they get very interested in uh, mobile games because um, they're, most mobile games are designed to play with one hand yeah. so while you're with baby you can, you know, while you're you know up in the middle of the night consoling and doing whatever I don't know, you do you know, they're Sleeping there, internally. sleep now 
<laughs> please sleep. Like, please, <laughs> please. Like I've heard that a lot of people like do mobile games. It's just easy, like while they're up and you know they can play. Hmm. Um, so, so Pete's been training for fatherhood for years, basically. Pete will be um, and other one-handed activities. Darts. <laughs> oh god yeah that darts yep darts <laughs> you just get the baby to sleep there we go there. 180 <laughs> Can you imagine? Can you imagine like the kind of father that will be like, and here's and here's where here's the crib, here's where the baby's in, and here's here's the dartboard, here's the dartboard above the baby. Just like only one hand, like (laughs) (laughs) just Dan's wife wakes up in the middle of the night to this. And then, fucking hell, Dan's up with the ba- Dan's up with the baby again. Just like, just a chalkboard in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Uh, over the next few months, I think we should be on the lookout for some good, well, good I've games got, that we can. I've got some like absolute one, one-handed games. One-handed games. I've got some absolute gems lined up in my pocket. But the one that we've been talking about, that we've been playing uh, recently, of course, has been Subterfuge. Or is that called it? Subterfuge. Subterfuge. Every time Pete asked me what I was doing, mm. I just turned to him and went, Subterfuge. And it's been fun. It's been super fun. So we've we've played it sort of technically as a group of five. We'll talk about that in a minute. Um, <laughs> Subterfuge is, uh, of course, a strategy game for mobile. Uh, so iOS, Android, um, and. The idea is it's an area control bluffing game. So you have uh, you have bases, uh, all of which are sort of generating electricity for you, and you also have places that create submarines um, and factories. these factories, and you use submarines to take over bases, whether that's uh, these electric generating ones or indeed the factories that produce more submarines. You also produce specialists so you have a queen a princess uh, an assassin a bunch of other different roles and these each have different variations on how um uh, yeah how they affect the game so things like one of them is essentially a turret that will attack submarine enemy submarines when they come by Uh, a princess acts as a queen uh, so a queen if you lose your queen you're out of the game princess will uh, ascend to become a queen so it's kind of like an extra life um a saboteur will be able to change i think i think i think it's the saboteur is able to change the direction of the submarines that are attacking you stuff like that and and so the idea is you send as more submarines to enemy bases than their enemy base has shields and submarines there and then you start taking over these these lands now the game itself is really straightforward it's just a tap and a hold on the screen you you direct the submarines to where you want them to go although that wasn't particularly clear although that wasn't super clear um 
but it is once you once you get through the tutorials and stuff that are included you kind of realize that it is actually quite a straightforward game you can you can uh, do your commands you can uh, cancel orders you can uh, set mines to drill neptunium uh, which is like the ultimate goal so you want to basically get as much neptunium as you can and then you'll you'll uh, crown the victor um, you realize that actually the biggest strategy of all is not in the game itself it's outside of the game so there's a, 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 a bluffing meta game in which it provides you the ability to chat within the game but I think we a lot of us use whatsapp and emails and stuff like that um, and you basically start forging alliances outside of the game itself so that you can team up on your opponents and take them out to your advantage so the idea is you want to work together as long as it benefits you and then not work together and become enemies uh, when it's when it's well uh, that's, when that's, how, that's how you played it well perhaps yeah so um uh and it's a cross-platform play that's why we all got, got to play because we've all got ios and android devices um online and it's slow as well it's a really slow game yeah, took, how long did it take us seven or eight days i want to say yeah um, and I think I think you're using the wrong word when you say di- when you say bluffing. Hmm. This isn't this isn't a game about bluffing. It's a game about diplomacy. More importantly, I suppose so. Yeah, because it's yeah. not about. Well, I, I guess that it, reveals what my diplo- diplomatic yeah, strategy was. Yeah, you can bluff if yes. you want, but mostly it's, you either choose to work together or you or you don't. Yeah. Um, a lot of people were trying to play each other against each other. So I noticed. Yeah. So the setup was there was five of us. And everyone starts with the same assets, and everybody can see certain parts of the map, but can't see others, uh, depending on where your submarines and where your bases actually are. So I immediately started this game thinking, because I've played it once before, thinking, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to sidle up with everybody and make sure everybody is at least not going to attack me, so that I can sit here and build up a whole bunch of submarines and stability, and then just... And then figure out how to play each other off of, off of one another. Well, should we should we go around and kind of see, at least initially, what everyone's opening strategy was? Yeah, that's a good idea. But before you do, can I just say that the average spending on Mother's Day gifts in the US is about one hundred and sixty-eight dollars, compared to only one hundred and nineteen dollars on Father's Day. Oh, that. Well, well, this is a waste of time, then, isn't it? <laughs> anyway, back, back to subterfuge. So, that's, so yeah, that's so that was so that was Pete's strategy. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I, I will I will make an admission. I made an error in my game. I had thought I'd read somewhere, someplace that it was a timed game, so the game would last for seven days. And either if you if whoever was leading after that seven days would win. So that was I had that in my head anyway. Turned out not to be true. I I thought that was the case. I I I agree with you. Even on their website, they say it's a week long game. Yeah. yeah. So I was under the impression that if I got to seven days, if I was in the lead, I won. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I I my strategy to begin the game genuinely, I just thought, you know what, I'm terrible at kind of uh, bluffing games or kind of uh, games where you have to kind of interact with each other and kind of exchange stuff and all that stuff. I'm terrible at all those games. So I thought, you know what? I'm just going to be nice. I'm not going to attack anyone. (laughs) All I'm going to do is be nice. Right from the off, I got a little message from Pete saying, I want to be in your team. Obviously, he was saying that to everyone. And obviously, right from the beginning, I didn't trust him. (laughs) And I said as much much to him. And I said, fine, (laughs) I'll be friends with you. Look, I'm not going to attack anyone. And that that was my strategy. What about about you guys? 
Can I uh, kind of say off the back of that? I'll say my strategy um, mainly because um, even though you say that was your strategy, Dan, one of your first moves was obviously going to overtake one of my bases <laughs> and kidnap my queen. Um, that yeah, but that was done. That was done before you'd even. I'd set off because the way the game works is you can you can set off submarines to go, and it takes them probably about 10, 12, 14, much longer hours to get there. And I yeah. believe on that case, I when I'd set off my submarine. There was no one at that base. As it mm. put, as it played out, you'd taken over that base by the time mine was approaching. So it, it would appear that I, I <laughs> couldn't recall the submarine back. Yeah, I so um, it wasn't so. I what, so it was. I I admit that happened, but it was not on purpose. Oh, I see. Sure. I see. Well, um, my strategy from the outset was very much because when you when your bases are first established when you have the ones that are assigned to you i think everyone is in uh, sits in sort of a realm of isolation of unclaimed bases yeah. that you can happily go about and and get so my diplomatic method of the early game was very much to try and define my borders and to try and um make myself not necessarily a target but just make everyone aware that I was expanding, but that I was very much open to communication and that um, I wasn't, in the early game at least, in a position where I wanted to attack. So my strategy was that I sent off subs to go and um, capture unclaimed bases and I let, I made sure that I let everyone next to those bases who who could have also claimed them know that what i was doing and know that those were my now my borders of of my sort of area that i was controlling because it was it was of my mind that that was kind of the most diplomatic way of doing it mm. kind of almost in one one word saying look I'm not attacking, I'm not being aggressive, but on another way, just saying like, you know, but if you do step up to me, I'm kind of <laughs> ready to you. go. Yeah. <laughs> so you set up your territory quite Yeah, that was, that, was my, that was my strategy, kind of just like drawing a line in the sand very early on um, and kind of saying, right, this is, my, this is my borders, this is my strategy, I will defend these places, I'm not going to give these up, but um, I'm happy for everyone else to get whatever they want you know see that makes sense um, i didn't actually know how to do that for two days i was behind i think mm. nobody taught me how to i mean move the subs did you not do the well, tutorials this was, no well no but but pete but pete this is before we get on to chris this is one thing that i actually and i'd love one thing i would love is to speak to the designers um about this is that uh, this is this is the best mobile game that i've ever played really and yeah hands down and for someone who doesn't like mobile games i think that's quite a big statement yeah it's one massive failing as a tutorial is very very weak yeah. and the tutorial doesn't it's like a it's like a rule book for a board game that's been half written hmm. um it doesn't tell you anything within context it tells you how to do mechanics but doesn't tell you why those mechanics are useful see, yeah. how those mechanics exist in the world mm -hmm what you can actually do it doesn't explain any of the specialists doesn't explain any of the contextual um environmental things that you can do um it just kind of gives you the briefest of briefest overviews mm. but what i would love to ask the developers is 
if that was intentional because in the early game i was using what i knew about how to play the game as a diplomatic tool yeah so i was helping dan and trying to help chris as much as i could get through the early stages of the game as an early way of kind of saying look i'm going to help you i'm helping you get up i'm teaching you what to do thinking of it as in the later game that maybe i could use that early diplomacy to give me a bit of a step up later on so i don't know if the bad tutorial is intentional or not um Mm. I will say this, it, though it's a game where you don't have to be as involved for quite long periods of time, it does feel like quite an involving game. Oh god, yeah. Like, yeah. I was thinking about it that entire week. Mm. Well, I, if you were, it, there were some decisions that if I hadn't made, like, split second then, even if it was going to take 20 hours to happen, if I hadn't done yeah. it then, I would have lost. Yeah. This game actually did infect my dream. I had dreams about <laughs> awesome. this game. That's cool. Like proper games That's that, brilliant. proper dreams that were kind of <laughs> making it difficult to sleep. It was waking me up, kind of thing. It was bizarre. It was only one or two. At which point, I, at which point, I kind of thought I need to, I, I need to stop playing this because it's, it's getting into my brain too much. I don't know if is, I'll ever play it again because, because I got winning, a little bit obsessed. Is it because you were winning? Do you think so? You like you were dreaming about losing your. I don't know. So I mean, so the way that the way the game kind of played out, um, from my point of view anyway, is as I say, I didn't want to, I didn't actively want to fight anyone. Um, uh, You're not fire. I think at one point, Alex, you took one of my uh, kind of one of the my bases that was on the edge, and I kind of said to you, "All right, I'll let you have that one. Let's agree a truce." As a result, yeah, of that, let's agree a truce. I, d- I don't want to fight you. You don't want to fight me. Let's just agree to not do anything. You said fine. That's all fine. We talked yeah. about kind of exchanging some bases or something. Um, there was a there was a key base that I needed, which Sam wanted, and there was a long time of back and forth of us retaking and retaking. I tried to yeah, yeah. I tried to kind of come to some kind of compromise with Sam, but it just at one point I think I even suggested to you us sharing the base. So I take it for twelve hours. You take it for twelve hours, and just kind of sharing it, which you weren't happy with, which is your prerogative. All the while, I'd ask kind of the o- the only person who I'd actually spoken with and kind of agreed some kind of truce with, which is Pete, saying to him, Pete. <laughs> do you want to? Cause I need this base. Do you want to? If I give you this base, will you give me this one? Um, and he said no. I was like, okay, so that's what our relationship <laughs> is. Um, our relationship isn't going to be about sharing okay. stuff. So okay, so maybe maybe this truce is based on kind of helping each other, maybe in battle. And at one point, yeah. Sam attacked me. So I was like, Pete, I really need your help here. And you went, oh, I don't know. He's he's quite close to my bases as well. I can't help you. I'm like, seriously, what is the point of you? if you're not actually going to do anything in this game to help pact defensive yeah and there's one point Dan where you were winning and I was asking for Pete's help and he's like no I've got other plans got other plans mate he was Pete was the worst like Chris pretty much didn't play this game for the whole time but Pete was the most inactive (laughs) indecisive player of subterfuge right okay okay so so Alex will pay testament to this because I let her know what my strategy was and actually, I had a highly cunning plan. <laughs> you had a cunning plan, but it didn't to do really nothing, but go it was, as did, well didn't work. as you It went incredibly well. Well, so it. so I decided that I knew I knew that Sam and Dan would end up competing because I know what they're like. They're like they're like brothers, right? So they'll like try and outdo each other all the time. So I thought, right, Sam and Dan will try, will try and beat one another. And lo and behold. 
it happened and you started fighting and Dan comes only to me on going, one oh, solitary oh, base I need yeah some help. but but Dan Dan that that was this was days though yeah. this was days <laughs> this is and I got a bee in my bonnet about that one base I was just <laughs> like I. fucking so, right. so I was just like ignoring everything else that was happening on the map right so spending okay. loads of subs just throwing them at so that you base can, right <laughs> so you can see all of this slotting into place so I knew that that was going to happen and I also knew that I'd made decent pacts with Sam and Dan, but, <laughs> but, hang on, hang on, hang on, Pete, sorry, Pete, you sorry. have to admit, Pete, you have to admit, right, yeah. right from the yeah. start and throughout, yeah. I kept saying to you, I don't trust you. I <laughs> knew from fine. the beginning you that you were going to turn on me. That, that was, was, that was absolutely twice. fine. So I, I'd, I'd said, yeah, Sam, I'm, I'm your best bud in this. This is going to be fine. Dan, I'm your best bud in this. This is going to be fine. We'll, we'll have this pack together. And then didn't actually actively show any loyalty whatsoever. So my idea being that both of you would come to me asking for help. And I would, both of you, I would say, no, I can't do this. So you would continue to take one another out. And then when one of you was weak, I would then side like with a, the victor. Like a snake, come like, in and grab it. It's like fuck, having fucking Varys But it didn't there. work, Jesus. did it? It did work. No, it didn't. I was but winning you know, for a really long know, period of time. No, no, no you weren't. No, you weren't no, winning you any were. I was winning for half a day. Dan was winning most of that I was game. winning I, for like half a yeah, day. Yeah. Then you were winning for half a day. And then... I think the game went on for like nine days. I think for the first right. seven, yeah. I was winning. Yeah. As I said earlier, I did think it was going to go for seven days. And actually, at that point... I actually had to stop playing because I was going yeah, yeah, yeah. away and I was going away where I didn't have any Wi-Fi or internet connection so I was basically yeah, I was out yeah, of the yeah. game then yeah. and just as that was approaching <clears throat> I started to notice firstly Sam making a few inroads because I think they, you guys could see the end was nigh I was getting quite hard if you'd let me go much yeah. longer yeah. I would have definitely so won so I could see Sam's trying to go in there and then suddenly Pete's forces tried to send it away and I was like I knew it I knew <laughs> it and obviously I've got a lot of common materials they all want and I was like in this game, there's only been one person who hasn't turned on me or actively tried to attack me and go to go at me, and that's Alex. Yep. So I went to Alex and said, Alex, I'm out of this game, okay? Well, Chris, Chris, you were you were, you were just sitting there twiddling I've your thumbs. I got rose. <laughs> I was on that just episode of The like Simpsons where Homer somehow put in charge of a submarine. So I said to Alex, I said, I'm out of this game. I know I'm winning at the moment, I'm quite far ahead, but I've got to stop playing now, and these guys are taking me out. So I said, you can take all of my stuff. I will give you all of my subs. I'll give you all of my bases. I just don't want... Sam, I didn't want Sam to win, but it, it did. I wouldn't have bothered me if Sam had won, okay? Pete, I did not want to win. <laughs> so I was like... I was like... I was also... I was also fairly confident that I may well have offered this kind of bargain at a point just before Alex was about to turn on me. I was a pre I was prepared no, for that no, as well. No, 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 no. But I just said, Alex, no, you can you take see, all of my stuff. I prepared it all. You, you, you're forgetting the the bit beforehand. So I so my beginning was I missed a few days of actually moving my subs around. I did the same thing as uh, Dan did to Sam. I sent one off to one of your people and got destroyed by accident because it wasn't uh, Dan hadn't taken the generator at the time. So that looked like an aggressive move. And then I just wanted to see what happened. So that's when I took over one of your towns. And that's when you got in touch saying. Uh, I think it was Samet or something, wasn't it? You were like, oh, okay, you can have that. And then later on, we did a an epic switch, didn't we? Yeah. We sort of, we moved across the map because I left uh, at exactly the same time as he came in. I let my shields go down and he let his shields go down on another city. So I took that over and that was where Sam was coming in from the side. And um, what was that? I, oh God, Sam, at some point I took that over just as you would have seen 
me taking it over looking like I destroyed Dan. So that was the idea was that it didn't it looked like I'd been aggressive to Dan when really he'd given me <laughs> the city. Wow. And then I wasn't actually going to turn on you because I I thought you were going to win anyway. Um and I was like, well, didn't you send me a message like, win on my behalf or something? Yeah, win for me. (laughs) Win for me. And I was like, I've got to win now. Um, I did some pretty epic moves towards the end. Like, Sam, you fell for one of my traps right at the end. There were like three of your little cities and I made an attack on one of them and you brought out like 30 subs from another factory and I sort of zipped in there with another lot right behind you. I'm so sorry, but I, I felt like I had to win for Dan. Yeah. <laughs> it was, but that, but that, it kind of, and I think the conversation that we've had, like that typifies why this is the best mobile game I've ever played. Because mm. it, really first of all, if I'm thinking about a game when I'm not playing it, I already know that it's, it's really good yeah like i already know that it's a game that i'm i'm enjoying like i think about pandemic legacy pretty much you know every day <laughs> at least once a day i think about pandemic legacy you know I, I think about um you know stuff that's occurred in you know other great games that that we've played and subterfuge has stayed with me and i think the best games are the ones like this where afterwards we can just like go through this debrief of this is happening and then i was doing this but then all that stuff was happening behind the scenes and i think games that can create that are the ones that i enjoy the most you know like things that happen in resistance or games like that where people have got different agendas and different Mm. approaches and then suddenly when the game ends there's just this great cacophony of well this is what i was going for and what were you doing when you were doing that like mysterium just you know when you finish that game and suddenly the ghost can speak and go what were you thinking like when i put that card down this is exactly what i was saying um yeah i think i think subterfuge i would never play it again i'm with dan i just it got under my skin too much like the biggest lie i told you guys was telling you all that i was going to be playing on my ipad and i never did i was playing on my phone and um so i was pretty much connected to it 24 i kind of got that because Um, i because i was on it a lot and on like the leaderboard that it has there it also says kind of the last time someone was online and you were on it fairly yeah. similar to the amount of time yeah. I was on it. So I was like, he's... You can see he's... the little green light, can't you, if somebody's on? Yeah. So you, you know who's on. And we, me and Sam would be on quite often at the same time, actually. Oh, it's a fantastic game. And I think, <laughs> and I think that um, it's got a really good um, monetization system where, you know, only one of your party needs to pay about £10, is it? And uh, get it's seven quid, yeah. About seven quid. And, you get, and, and that's how you create, like, private... Yeah. Um, games that you can and play with your friends and it's like considering it's like eight player or something like that it's so mm. worth yeah. it like up to mm. eight players it's so really? it was huge it's absolutely huge and like that game has been going for years now do you know years what years. my favourite thing is the time thing that is so cool yeah, you the can time wheel. rewind the time scrub, and yeah. you can even rewind like just to see what happened yeah. you can sort of scroll yeah. through up to it's ridiculous amount of hours it's like 20 or something hours we, oh, no it's right it's right you can rewind right back to the start of the game yeah. but in so when I in the future how far can you go forward uh, for 48 hours like I think 20 is it for you? Oh, right. Yeah. So you can go quite yeah. far. Yeah. So it's good. At, it's good at like making, helping you make predictions and so on. Yeah. I um the game's been going for a, a number of years now. There's still thousands and thousands of players that play it absolutely regularly. Yeah. There's forums dedicated to <laughs> special high level techniques and tactics and and that kind of thing. It is. It is a bit of a. It is a 
it's this strangely niche phenomenon like Mm. the people who play it and pick it up get on it and love it and enjoy it and have such an amazing fun time with it and sometimes they carry it on and sometimes they don't but it's strange that it kind of came out peaked a little bit and then it's kind of just stayed there just stayed this constant i've never heard of it yeah but it's 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 always designed it's always been like this kind of undercurrent of um it being excellent but yeah I, I, I also agree I think it's I think it is absolutely fantastic it walked a very fine line which is quite difficult for games to do where we all got a little bit annoyed and it got under our skin enough to be like oh I wish they hadn't taken that but it was still enjoyable yeah. it still wasn't like a had a fight over it sort of thing nor was it so oh, it's so fine I don't care it was I do care <laughs> about whether I get that generator or not but, it, but not enough yeah. to cause some sort of argument yeah. in, in the real world, which I think is a really good... I balance. don't know. I was gay. I was pretty miffed at Pete. Pete, I don't know what you... See, I never <laughs> I never talked to Pete at all inside the game, and we didn't work together at all. I just no. left you mm-hmm. alone because Me I and thought... Me my amazing strategy. Because we could have had a real... Because we were in the same house, so we could have had yeah. a huge plan. But you were just... I knew you were trying to play everyone off each other, and I couldn't. <laughs> I couldn't stand by. So, what was the? What was the? Um, just to wrap this up. So, what was the overall standings in the end? I think I came third. I think I, I think came, last, came fifth, last, but that was because I, I was off. I came last because I was off the grid for like four hours. So I got removed from the game. Mm. Mm. Um, yeah, right. Then it would have been Chris. Nice. Then it would have been UP. Then Sam, and then Sam. Alex with the win. Well, I think it's you and me, Dan. I think we had a joint win because I won for you, really. I'll take that. I nearly didn't. I had to work very fast. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> Sam was like second and so close. Um. The world's oldest father yeah. is believed to be Ramajit Raghav from India. Yeah. He was 96 years old when his 52-year-old wife gave birth to a baby boy in 2010. I, do you know what? Jeez. When you said that, I, I was imme- my, my brain was immediately running to, who's the oldest father? And my brain immediately went, Christmas. <laughs> Old father time. Yeah, father time. Father time I thought that was going to be a fact. Like, this, the, the oldest the father thing is about father this fact, Christmas. The best thing about this fact, Raghav was single until he was in his 80s. So Craigslist. He'd been saving it up. <laughs> He had a, he, at least he had a coffee table for eighty years. Yeah, and, you know, got, got rid of it. Um, and one and one another fact here: the father with the most children is likely Ismail Ibn Sharif, an Alawite sultan who fathered eight hundred and eighty-eight children with hundreds of wives and concubines in the late 17th century. I think oh. I should have started a bit earlier than now if I wanted to get to those numbers. <laughs> Can you? That, can you imagine? Can you imagine wandering around that palace? Just be like, mm. yeah. But statistically, here we go. How, how old was he, Sam? When was this? Statistically, I'm just thinking. When was? Oh, it was in the 17th century. I'm just thinking so... statistically. Then, like, one of us must be related to that progeny. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, without a doubt, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was just thinking, like, how did they not, you know, cross genes over when they were, you know, partnering off themselves? It must have been impossible with 800 people yeah. all from the same father. Jeez. Well, Dan, maybe maybe stop at, you know, one or two. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't recommend 800. Um, a couple of other facts here for you. Uh, wrestling and roughhousing with a father. Not necessarily your own father, <laughs> but I guess just with a dad. Any dad. Um, 
helps shape a child's brain to yeah. help them yeah, manage yeah, emotion like and develop a balance between thinking and physical action. Yeah. Now, so, Dan, just, so this is when you start like doing like DDTs with the child and doing like wrestling moves. I was going to say, Dan, do not put your child through a table. Mind you, I've got one anymore, so it doesn't. I think even oh, putting someone through a coffee table that would be really painful. <laughs> <laughs> the most, the most middle class, the most middle class Hardy Boys move ever. And finally, uh, the word dad was first recorded in 1500, but it's most likely significantly older. Researchers believe it's derived from a child's first sounds and is nearly universal. In other languages, the word is tad, Welsh, died, Irish, tata, Greek, tete, Lithuanian, and tata in Sanskrit. Oh. Maybe that's what we'll call you, Dan. Tata. Okay. Tata. you got your name now. Tata Frost. Tata Frost. That's I like tad. Tad. Tad Frost. Tad Frost. That was a character in Neighbours. That was Toady. He had a brother called Tad. <laughs> Did he? Did he? What's brilliant? Yeah. What's brilliant? What's brilliant is when is when um, when when someone goes, oh yeah, have, um, have the of the of uh, the Frost have a baby? Is Dan is Dan a dad now? You can go, yeah, just a Tad. <laughs> oh, that's really good. <laughs> <laughs> that day spent inside was counteracted by a day spent outside as we went for a walk in the Peak District. Um, just out a nine mile walk uh, which started at the Plague Village EM so we couldn't lose the pan- we couldn't lose the whole again. pandemic theme entirely over the weekend so we went to a Plague no. Village yeah. <laughs> a Plague Village yeah a Plague Village what's that it's a village that had the plague but didn't most villages have the plague yeah but this was kind oh, of a no. ground zero for it in areas outside of London because the way it started was that a piece of cloth that was ridden with um, plague fleas happened to arrive at this village and it just caused an outbreak of it there really oh outside of London gosh. and what's quite extraordinary about this village if I can't pronounce it correctly E-Y-A-M 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 is that um, when we were walking around towards the end of the day coming back through this fantastic gorgeous village it was pretty much dead yeah <laughs> it was just really empty it was bizarre <laughs> and plague is still there yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, well Chris just kept on going it's like everyone's gone to the rapture in real <laughs> yeah that's my favourite game for me. So you know, I see it everywhere. Um, but yeah, the the, the plague village was um, was interesting. But what we noticed is is that on the route from Manchester through Stockport and down through into the Peak District, there appears to be a very tight knit collection of pubs, all of which seem to have very very suggestive mm-hmm. names based mainly upon double entendres. Nice. So we passed the Soldier Dick. Excellent, yeah. <laughs> uh, we passed the Dandy Cock. Well, aren't you lucky? On the way there. <laughs> and it was just... And there's another one that I can't remember. But it was just really weird, like... Because even when... Even if that pub was named three or four hundred years ago, they knew. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, they yeah. knew. <laughs> they knew what they were doing. Yeah, they knew what they were doing. I'd be welcome for something different. I mean, usually it's some sort of royalty's limbs, isn't it? The Queen's head, well, the, the Queen's, King's arms. Yeah, but the also... Prince's like, ankle. Yeah. <laughs> like, you got to think, like, these. a lot of these pubs were named in quite puritanical times or in villages where, like, you know, liberal thought probably wasn't a major thing. You know, they've just been visited by the plague. So, 
I guess if you're going to make fun, like you, you, you take your laughs wherever you possibly can, right? Like I'm going to hang a big sign outside my public house that reads the cock and bulls, you know, or something like that. It's funny, actually, like a lot of these pubs, because I've got a list here of pubs with the most suggestive names. A lot of these pubs, <laughs> understandably, don't have an actual watercolour picture. It's just the title. Because um, yeah. <laughs> basically, language just breaks down entirely. Um, so I've got here a list. Of, the dandy cock is on here, Sam. Excellent. Oh. But actually, when, once you finish, if you're going to do a pub crawl, this is the pub crawl you should do. So you should start off with a pint and the dandy cock. Sticking with that theme, you should carry on and go for a swift half at the cock in. Then, but that's the cock in is quite obscure because the pub you should really be going to is the famous cock. Uh, and then, um, from that um, famous cock, you move on. Maybe you get some pork scratchings at the cock and bull. No, uh, there is the cock and bull. There you go. Perfect. Across the road is the round bush. <laughs> um, <laughs> And then, as we're getting kind of as as the kind of sun is beginning to rise, go for a lock in at the fanny on the hill. <laughs> um, then get chucked out of the foul mouthed count. No. And, no. And just as you're stag- staggering home, you get you you call in for some sobering time. Maybe get a bloody mary, something like that, at the oily Johnny's. <laughs> <laughs> that was staying in with peter willington sam turner dad frost alex brixham and myself chris darby if you enjoyed this episode please leave us a review on itunes or wherever you get your podcasts visit stayingin.podbean.com for more information and links to the comics movies games and more covered in this episode and come find us on twitter at staying in pod Thanks for listening.